Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Owen O'Sullivan and today's guests on the show are Pillow Queens, all four members of the band. You'll have heard of them by now. If you've been paying any little bit of attention to the Irish music scene over the year or two, it's kind of been hard not to hear Pillow Queen's music. Uh, I first heard them with Rats back in the tail end of 2017. Then they followed it up with a really, really great EP called State of the State at the start of 2018. And then Gay Girls was released in the second half of the year. And that song is one of the best Irish tracks of the decade. I'm putting that on the record right now i had it uh in the top five songs of the year that i did on the point of everything last year i can't get enough of it i've just had it on repeat i think it's a real statement record from a real statement band they're a four piece from dublin and they're currently out on tour supporting soak who has just released an unbelievable new album called grimtown so they're all out on a uk tour at the moment it started in liverpool and was calling to kendall which is the home of wild beasts manchester leeds glasgow birmingham oxford bristol london and then they're heading out to the eu as well hitting some dates in uh, brussels amsterdam hamburg berlin cologne and then they're back in ireland at the end of may soak and pillow queens are going to be playing live at st luke's in cork on may 28th dolan's in limerick on may 29th the button factory in dublin on may 30th the glassworks in Derry, soak's own place on may 31st and then pillow queens have some festival dates announced as well they're playing fantastable in drogheda on june 1st k-fest in kerry on june 2nd oh that's a long drive Drada to Kerry and then they're back up to Dublin on June 3rd to play Forbidden Fruit Festival oh the petrol uh, June 21st to 23rd it's Body and Soul Festival June 29th they're doing the Mother Pride Block Party in Dublin and they're also playing All Together Now in Waterford on the August Bank Holiday Weekend they're a really really great live band I got to see them in Cypress Avenue from Music Cork at the start of May so that was the day before uh, this interview was recorded the interview was done in the hotel that they were staying uh, interesting no not interesting <laughs> tidbit for any uh, long time podcast listeners it's the same hotel the metropole that I interviewed Kevin Barry way way back in 2016 December 2016 I think it was I did it at about 10 feet away so there you go. If um if you've been paying attention, maybe you'll hear I don't know the same sounds. I'm really excited to hear the new sounds of Pillow Queens are coming up. But they're going to be releasing a single shortly, so you can get the lowdown on that before you even hear the track. So without further ado, you're going to hear three of the four members of Pillow Queens' voices, just so that you know who's talking throughout. And Rachel, the drummer, arrives as well a little bit later. Um, so you'll hear her voice as well. Let's just get on with it. This is myself and Pillow Queens just before they headed out on tour with Soak. Hello, I'm Pamela and I play guitar, bass and sing. Hi, I'm Cathy and I play lead guitar. Hi, I'm Sarah and I play guitar, bass and I sing. I think by the time people are going to hear this, you're going to be out on tour with Soak for a month. Uh, how are you feeling about it? A couple of days beforehand, are you excited, nervous? looking forward to it i'm very excited i can't wait i think it's going to be such a different experience to anything we've ever done before 
we've done strings of dates in the past in the UK only, but this is the first time we're going to Europe touring and we're away for like three and a half weeks straight. So it's going to be a long time to live on a bus. So it'll be very interesting. I'm nervous. <laughs> so nervous. Uh, but I think I'm just nervous about the lead, more about the lead up. But like, oh, I need to make sure I have this sorted and this sorted and this sorted. But I know and every time I get too nervous, I sit down and be like, you're going to be fine. If you need something, you can just get it on tour. You're like, it's you fine. just need to do your laundry, Pamela. Yeah. I'm, just br- I, I'm literally bringing underwear for every day that I'm there. <laughs> what? But I will, I will, I will like wash it anyway as well. But I just want, I don't, I want. You can never be too prepared. I'm just gonna go around the whole tour with a bag full of dirty underwear. <laughs> yeah. No. What are the logistics that you have to think about? Like when you're asked, were you like, no question, you know, like yes, we're definitely going. We'll see you there. Like on, at, just name the date, name the time, and we'll be there. Or were you like? Did you have to sit down and you were like, can we actually do this as like for like people living well, in Dublin? I think that's why we're it? so nervous now, because I don't think we did at any point think of the logistics of it. We were very much so like, oh, my God, yes, name the date, name the place and we'll be there. And a few days beforehand, we're like, oh, we should have prepared a lot more for this. <laughs> but uh, no, I think we've had a lot of help. Like Soak is is great. Um the fact that we're jumping on her bus is definitely going to be helpful because um, we won't get lost and somebody will be driving us around. It would be a completely different experience if we were like following the bus while they were, you know, snoozing away while we were all like in a van, sat up and following them for about five hours and knowing they were um, all wrapped up and cosy. <laughs> I think also just like mentally preparing, I think that's why I'm feeling stressed because we've been so busy. So I haven't had time to think about just going on tour. So now that it's like a couple of days away, it's just like, ah, it's happening. So just stupid things like laundry and the idea of sharing a bus with Soak and not fangirling is going to be, it's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's a lot. So I'm trying to listen to all of her songs now and just get it out of my system. And then hopefully I'll be a normal person on the bus. Let's talk about Soak. So uh, the new album, Grimtown, I think ah, is amazing. Perfection. Any, any thoughts that you want to share? Uh, about it I can't wait to hear it every uh, night for a month <laughs> yeah yeah did you know it's her granddad um, the opening track and that's so cute I was wondering I was thinking maybe it's the granddad from Derry Girls it's oh, kind of yeah. the same that's who I was they thinking they all know each other in Derry <laughs> <laughs> thought it would have been a nice uh, nice tie in how, how did you first uh, meet Soak well our manager plays drums in her band so he introduced us and then she was kind enough to let us stay in her apartment when we were in Manchester uh, we, we hadn't met her by that stage so no we, we hadn't we arrived in did we arrive in her uh, no we met her outside of a venue in Manchester and she gave us the keys to her apartment and she's like good luck <laughs> and then we tried on all of her hats <laughs> and put up photos on Instagram of us wearing all of her hats and uh, then I asked her the next day was that okay and she said yes yeah. so I tagged her in the photo handed over her keys though and said like do whatever like totally trusting hadn't and lovely and welcoming hadn't met us hadn't properly gauged uh whether it's safe for her to <laughs> give us her keys didn't check if any of us have nits <laughs> knowing that we're all gonna be trying our hats on uh but it went well because uh, she's wants to share a bus with us for a month so that'd be class uh, she's she kind of as weird us. as us though she's yeah she would try on our hats if she was staying in our so, homes yeah. She didn't stay with us when we were in Manchester, so she really kind of has no idea. 
We went out after the gig, though. We had the crack with her. Oh, uh, yeah. So it would be grand. Um, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you're uh, really busy at the moment. Am I right in saying you're up in Donegal recording? We were up in Donegal a couple of weeks ago recording our new single, How Do I Look? And it's coming out in the next two weeks, I think. Um, but yeah, we've just been like prepping for the tour and working and not doing our laundry and stuff. So it's just been like every day there's just been something on. So I think like today and tomorrow we just oh, have... so much laundry today. I have a whole mountain of laundry I need to get through and then I need to dry it and then I need to fold it and then I need to pack it and unpack it and then pack it again. Oh. My ma already did mine. No, Pamela. <laughs> yeah, she did. I'm not... I live at home. <laughs> Is she coming on tour? I wish. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Just me and Siobhan out in Amsterdam. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we actually we scheduled a lot of stuff for the the week like that we were going on tour, which was probably not the best thing because there's so many things we just couldn't pass up. Like last night, playing in um, uh, Cypress Avenue, and then when is this going to? Uh, probably Monday. Oh, uh, so on Friday we're uh, performing in Vicker Street with a special guest at uh, Riot, the uh, who, Panty Bliss's show, is it? This is Pop Baby. Yeah, Pop this Pop Baby. Uh, So we are the the surprise act. It'll be very surprising for everyone to see how unprepared we are, but (laughs) it'll be fine. What are the differences between being like a support band and playing like your own headline show? Are there differences? Like, have you thought about it? Like, oh, maybe we can't like do this or maybe we can't end on this song. Yeah, I think so. I think we definitely, when we're preparing a set for a support slot we're always like let's just play you know banger 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 so like we don't kind of play the slower ones we just play ones that people might be like bopping their head to and then that will convince them to go and listen to the the other stuff the more intricate side of pillow queens but yeah with with headline shows we feel like we can do anything we're just like oh let's play whatever we want people will just respond well to it yeah there's like because there's obviously a time thing there as well so you kind of you can play the songs that you don't really play in your set too much or the ones that you're 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 working on because you know you're you know who's in the crowd these are all people that have definitely gone to see you and it's not the case that when you we do do support it's not like it's not a crowd of complete strangers yes there is probably some people there that's gone to see us but like they they're there for the headliner so um we can't really uh play too many um, non kind of sucky in songs we need bops because we need their money and we want them to be lifelong fans wow the business mind always be closing always be closing am I right in saying that Whelan's would probably be like your favourite show so far that was a headline show it felt like the end at the culmination of a really great year in your like short career to date did that feel like a highlight or is there something else that really definitely stands definitely a highlight I mean we sold it the main room of Whelan's which is just incredible like I never thought that would be something in my life but um was it my favorite show I think my nerves kind of took over so I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as other gigs I think my favorite show actually was a recent one uh, Nile or Nine put on in the Grand Social it was an all-ages gig and it was so heartwarming and lovely and we we're all on like cloud nine afterwards um but no Whelan's was just I, just, I think I actually just blacked out for the 50 minutes or whatever. <laughs> there was just a sea of people. I'm not sure what happened. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess when it's a headline show, you're you're also playing for uh, a lot longer than we're used to. 
uh, even if it is like if, if we have a headline slot but it's not necessarily our show uh, you still get like what 45 minutes but when it was our show it's just like oh we should probably go on for like an hour or more so you'd be dying afterwards just like Jesus should have worked out before that and I know that's a normal time but when you're not used to it it's uh, it's, it's a bit hard on the uh, lungs and the fingers and the the arms <laughs> yeah <laughs> hard in all those areas um, but I can't remember a show that like there's obviously been shows where I'm just like ah oh, that wasn't great but for the most part I leave a show thinking ah that was that was one of my favorites so I think we love gigging I think like every time we play a gig we get off stage and we are buzzing like it's very rare that we're like ah that wasn't great it felt a bit flat you know because I think we enjoy it so much that the crowd response is kind of secondary it's like oh cool the crowd also enjoyed it that's great but like we I mean, we sit around the rehearsal space and we play songs and then we clap for ourselves afterwards. Like, that's the kind of band that we are. We're like, that was great. We really enjoy I like what you're doing there. It's brilliant. So, yeah, we just love it. We just love playing. Definitely, yeah. After that Whedon's gig, we did step off stage behind the curtain and all have a big hug and, and kind of... <laughs> don't remember yeah, that I either remember. I, can't, I can't remember really anything I, it's not that we blacked out of like being drunk I think no. maybe Rachel did no one was implying <laughs> that Pamela I'm, I'm, I'm the one that remembers what happened guys <laughs> okay yeah fair enough I guess it was just like you know the, uh, there the was band, a Pamela. lot of things going on in our heads especially afterwards as well it's probably more people than than usual coming up up to us like and we had our whole family there, so I was like... Because it was such like a monumental gig for Pillow Queen, so many different people came from like different corners of our lives. So I was just generally overstimulated anyway. There was just like my old managers there, like school teachers there, like just random pockets of like my past. And I was like, oh God. And now they're seeing me in Whelan's in a band. Like, you know, like what personality are you portraying in front of all of these different people? It yeah. was just a lot. Once you take off a goal like that, uh, do you sit down and you're like, right, what's next now? Like bigger venues yeah. and stuff like that. Have you actually like done that or sat down at the start of the year and you were like, let's go on tour for a month? We're definitely, we have a list of, of goals. We have a Google Doc that we have kind of long-term goals and then we kind of work off our medium-term goals. Um, but for the most part, the long-term goals have actually been happening. So it's been absolutely crazy. We were like, we'd love to do a UK tour. We did that within like three months of being a band. Then we were like, we'd love to do like a support slot in the Button Factory. And then we got to open for Pussy Riot. We got to open for American Football. Then we were like, oh my God, imagine playing a stadium stage. We got to open for Future Islands at a stadium with idols. And it was like all these things happening. Like we've only been a band two and a half years and we've got to do all of these things. Yes. Sometimes it's hard to keep up with the actual goals. Like the goals are going faster than we Yeah, we're we taking them off really. before we're actually Just listing like, new Jesus, ones. Jesus, <laughs> God, we're... Uh, What's your one? Red Rock. You want to be on the soundtrack of Red Rock? No, no the venue. <laughs> What's Red Rock? It's a, it's a, a TV like show on no. <laughs> Oh, Oh, it's, it's the soap on TV3. That's not what she means, but we're slagging her. It's, what is it's the, a venue, where is it? It's the Natural Amphitheater. Um, is it in Nevada? Somewhere in America. Somewhere, somewhere in America. Somewhere in America. And uh, it's just the most incredible venue ever. It's Dunning Soak is actually played there. So when we met our manager at the start, he's like, what venue do you want to play in? I was like, Red Rock. And he's like, I actually just came back from there. I was like, mm-hmm, we'll work with this guy. <laughs> um, so I'm holding out for that. But yeah, everything else has been okay, I guess. <laughs> I like that very specific goal. This one venue. When you see it, I'm going to have to show you a picture. Oh, 
Yeah, it's cool. But we had like, yeah, like very specific ones, like the NPR thing. And then they contacted us and we did a session for them. And that was insane. And then we had one where we were like, oh, God, it'd be really cool to get played on KXP. And then oh, yeah, we got, recently. it happened recently. We just like saw it on Twitter. Just, you know, it was like, now playing Gay Girls by Pillow Queens on KXP. And we're like, how do you even have the song? Like, this is so <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, it was amazing. This is what I always think about uh, with Irish bands now in particular. It's like, you know, the, it's just a sure. Like, the whole world is your audience now and, like, bands are figuring that out. Like, uh, are, are you thinking more, like, bigger rather than just Ireland at the moment? Or is it just kind of like, just keep playing around Ireland all the time? No, we're thinking bigger. I think one of, one of the goals and one of the long-term goals has been, like, we want to travel with the band. Like, we want it to provide that opportunity for us to be able to visit new places and new countries. And seeing, like, bands like Fontaine's DC playing Jimmy Fallon I'm like, what? Like, that's amazing. Like, they practice in a room two doors down from our practice room, and then they're on Jimmy Fallon. And we're just like, this is, like, possible and, like, within grasp, and it's not a ridiculous goal. So, like, that would be amazing. Um, They face quite a bit of begrudgery. Have you guys had any, like, begrudgery thrown at Ian, like, here? No, uh, we're not doing quite as well, so we'd have to wait until uh, yeah, the album drops. Yeah, any, any slight bit more success, maybe it will just be, like, Pillow Queen's are fucking shy <laughs> somebody did a tweet oh yeah we had uh, one begrudging yeah. tweet did we? we uh, a few I think no no just the one we get some YouTube comments we, you know like you, you look you look up on on Twitter you just instead of like you know finding our profile you just look up what people are saying about pillow queens and most mostly it's very positive and uh, and very thirsty and uh, <laughs> it is so uh, and uh, there's just one person being like Pillow queens are overrated. Unpopular opinion. Pillow queens are overrated. I'd be like, I I agree that is an unpopular opinion. Opinion, although maybe we are, but who knows? Uh, let's go back to the start. Um, how did you guys form, Sarah? You were saying last night it was on a basketball court. Oh, was the that. one thing. No, it's literally like whatever you ask us tomorrow. Don't bring up the basketball court. It's some somewhat true. It has it has fragments of truth in it, and it's just one of those things that like when you uh, have to write up a what's it what you call it like a bio a, a bio. You know, people are like make it interesting, but it's like there's so many things to, like how could this possibly be interesting like of 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 four people who kind of know each other creating a band well we have one little tiny seed of interestingness in it that sure maybe it kind of came to fruition after a basketball match and i did meet kathy for the first time on the basketball court so it is technically true all the all the connections start happening there and that's where it starts to be like a proper discussion but we myself and sarah had already been discussing it previously Mm. and uh, and i've never seen rachel on a basketball court so (laughs) still haven't gone to any (laughs) basketball games (laughs) uh so yeah it was just something that like that we've we've kind of learned to um regret really because it's <laughs> it's the first thing people ask us and it's you know we'll just like yeah basketball but maybe i should just take it off the website yeah, like we can do that yeah, we can do that we have that power but it's it's so weird that you need to like have something interesting about i remember i was in a band one time that i was um saying like hey do you want to just say that we're all brothers and sisters but like all half brothers and sisters like i'm your half brother and he's your half brother but he's also my half brother 
So you're the problem here. <laughs> be like, so it's interesting. Be like, very white stripes. Are they married? Are they brother and sister? Like, what's going on? Well, people uh, have those questions about us too, so it's fine. <laughs> well, most of the time it's <laughs> correct. <laughs> uh, like last night, I wanted to say on stage that I was pregnant just for the laugh. <laughs> I don't know. I just it crossed my mind. She's a just, loose cannon. I know. Because you we were just like talk about something, and I'd be like, wouldn't be cast if I just announced my phantom pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> be like, just so you know, I'm. I like, the, like it'd be two levels of shock coming from the crowd. Maybe you've got to plan like your twenty-seven nights of banter. Oh, oh no. that's another. I didn't even think about that, to be nervous about that. <laughs> well, now you've got the pregnancy thing. You can oh, yeah. pop that I out just every night. I'm going to be like, I just like to announce that. Um, we're all pregnant <laughs> and then at the end it'll be like with That's emotion we met in the, the maternity ward <laughs> um so so like you were all in different bands and what drew you together like what made you want to start pillow queens am i right in saying that you're all in like other bands we were this? in bands but we weren't all in active bands i think when we met so we were all in a position where we wanted to be making music again and actively touring and that kind of thing. So I think it was the the enthusiasm from everybody when it came together. We were like, oh, cool. Yeah, we can actually do this. And it lit a fire under all of us individually that made us progress kind of faster than we had done with previous projects. Yeah, it was one of those things that we thought like maybe that chapter of our lives, like the, the kind of trying to make it in the music industry had was done. Um, but like once we started bit this... Uh, band it was a realization that oh that was like this is in comparison that's like nothing compared to how much trying is happening in in this band and but I think maybe it's just because uh, it was a different time there wasn't as many opportunities back uh, especially when I was I was in a band and which not that long ago like I think it was maybe five years or so before uh, Pill Queens was a band I was also in this other band and there was just nothing there there was like one like certain a certain amount of promoters but like not really mm. there's not too many opportunities you're never going to get to like any particular level unless you are there, there's so many steps that you have to to take to get at like like the level that we're at now would have se- seemed completely like impossible when i was in a band and like I, d- I don't even consider this a very big level. Like, we're, I think most oh, I bands, <laughs> mo- I think w- at the, the way the Irish music music industry is going is that like to get at the level that we are now is most bands are able to do that. But do you think it wasn't like it was more of an awareness thing? Like, I think for me being in an old band or my old band, I just wasn't really aware of the opportunities that were there, and maybe they were there. I just didn't know how to take them, or I didn't know the steps to take. And now we sort of do, and because yeah. we've met people over the years that have helped us and now we can kind of go back to them and approach them and say you know I have this band and I want to do this with it and we get that help whereas we wouldn't have known how to ask for the help before yeah maybe like a little bit of perspective as well was needed that we needed to kind of like was it wet our our teeth or is that that saying no (laughs) cut our teeth cut our teeth with like kind of just Wet your whistle. <laughs> Wet our whistles, cut our teeth. Kiss the Blarney stuff. <laughs> being in a band and it kind of not, never going anywhere. And then to to make us uh, get out of our cocoon, 
<laughs> in Pillow Queens. I'm 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 really spitballing here. <laughs> what did you have and, for breakfast? And, and, and blossom into the beautiful um uh you know s- spiders we are. <laughs> don't help her. Keep going. <laughs> I'm not. Spiders don't come from cocoons. <laughs> That was your only problem with that? I, I don't know, I zoned out. She's just uh, I, was, I, I was mid-flow here and I, go. I just gotta go with it. <laughs> There's a song in here somewhere. I know there is. I'm, I'm following the trajectory here. Of, Are you? Of, We're of, not. Of how, of how you started and everything. Was, was Rats the first song that you wrote? It was the first single that you released, I think? Uh, we were writing songs all at the same time. Mm, yeah, I think we wrote kind of four or five at once yeah and yeah rats but i remember when rats we were in uh myself and sarah were living in an apartment together for a month or two and i remember recording like a little demo of rats in your bedroom and that was fun there was a kind of little mini party going on outside that we weren't invited to so was there? yeah well i think anya had friends over oh. and i was scared of them <laughs> or we both were we're just like uh, we'll just get a I was like, don't play the keyboard too loud or you'll think we're uncool. So I, I remember specifically... Did we write rats on a keyboard? Because yeah, that's hilarious. If you, well, some, there's some of it has keyboard in it, yeah. Um, if you listen to it, it's quite, it's quite nice at the beginning. Um, but I think it's just you slamming the keys and something happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, there was never any structure there, but it was nice. Yeah, so that was that was good. I think most of like, and then rats and you know favorite and and stuff like it was only like the the tiniest bit of those songs where like the concept of them were created uh in that apartment and then it wasn't until we all kind of were in a practice room together then they actually became what they were but like i think they were uh, everything that's on cam girls and maybe some of state of the state was kind of written all around the same time but yeah rats is just the one that people remember and has it, has it gained teeth in the past, like, year or something like that? Because it sounded very big last night. Uh, I scream a little bit where I didn't before. I think we're way more comfortable yeah. even just experimenting with what we're playing. I think at the beginning we were like, oh, we've recorded it this way, so we need to play it this way. Whereas now, because we're writing so much together now, we're like, oh, actually, if I play it like this, it's going to sound much bigger. If I play it like this, it's going to sound more interesting. So, like, experimenting a little bit with that and not feeling too married to the, the recorded version. Yeah. Um, and plus, it's it's a really simple song. So there's so much... When we do get out of that headspace of not, like, w- like want, wanting to, like, stay to the exact um, way that we play it in the recording... It's so simple that when we don't do that, there's so many possibilities what we could do. And also, uh, you know, maybe it was the fact that so many people sing along. It just feels bigger every time. Because we finally <laughs> come out of our spider cocoons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, cook, um, I've uh, come out of my um, embryonic sack, actually. Ew. <laughs> and I'm a new woman. Um, and about a year later about six months ago you released Gay Girls which felt like you know a big statement a big moment for you like how did how did the song come about like where where did it come from and what did you want to do with it we struggled with Gay Girls for quite some time didn't we we were working on it for maybe how long would you say we were working on it I, I think I had it since maybe like I think I had it in 2016 but I think we only started really working on it in I think maybe the beginning of 2017 is when we started to properly work it, work on it. And we had a, a version of it that we played 
Um, the structure was just never sitting well with any of us, and it was it was fairly it was fairly normal structure wise, and we were we were like ah yeah it's good but it's kind of because Pamela's a pup for just playing four chords all the time, yeah, so it's very hard. <laughs> uh, that's more than four. That's a few. That's a few more than four. Okay. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> has it has different chords in the verse than it does in the chorus? Go yeah. Pamela. Go Pamela. <laughs> But yeah, no, it took ages, lots of trial and error. We played it in different states. Um, I'm trying to think when it actually came to be. I think it was just one practice. Uh, I think we were about to give oh, up. Oh, we kept trying the like key change and then it just became this epic. Yeah. If I do say so myself. There was <laughs> stadium I think, song. I, I, I actually, I think I remember at the moment uh, we we're in practice and we we're just like, maybe we just play it the way it is and we already knew at that stage that the way that it was before wasn't good enough well, we played it for a whole tour our second UK and Ireland tour and we only played the first half of the song and it kind of just ended and, yeah. you know and then we tried it when we were in Brighton we, we did the key change and uh, in, it oh, work. it didn't work. Yeah, and I think we were about to scrap the idea of yeah. a key change and then I think I remember like well what if I just sing it differently and then and then and then we all just came in and it was just like oh ah. and it, th- from there it was just like it was grand it was, uh, that's usually what happens as well with a lot of songs that we think we're going to scrap or like because we love a, a weird thing at the end for some reason there's a few songs that we have that have kind of like a big, a big tangent at the end and uh, it's usually a, a case where we're just like ah maybe we'll just you know leave it and then it'll just be like something will click and then everything just falls into into place. Uh, but before that, there's probably just like weeks or months of just being like, oh, Jesus, this isn't working, this isn't working. And it's actually quite annoying that it just takes one little moment where it's just like, oh. The same thing happened with the, the new single that we have coming out. Um, we've been trying to get that to a stage where we were happy with since... The beginning like, of the band. The very yeah. beginning of the yeah, band. It was one of the first songs. One yeah. of the first songs that we had. And just, we couldn't get to a point where we were happy with it at all and then I think it was when we were touring with De Laurentos and we started kind of experimenting with stuff at the again at the end and then we're like oh that's what this song is and it kind of took on a different vibe and a different life and then we kind of changed the start of it and then we paired it back and I think we kind of looked at the uh, structure of it and then we're like don't need that don't need that what about this and then yeah it just became the song it is now and that happened like really quickly. I think that was like in one practice again where we like had a whiteboard and we wrote out all the different parts and like scrapped different parts and kept in different parts and then suddenly it was like, oh. I think like there, there is a thing to be said about like, oh, like we, songs just happen and they just become amazing and blah, blah, blah. But like the, the real work is like the self-editing, the kind of like being critical ab- about certain parts. Like we, we've been recently working on a song that... Um, we've almost avoided trying to work on for a while because it was just it was just a bit of a kind of bang your head against the wall kind of moment because it wasn't really sitting right and then again the same thing happened where something just clicked in practice and we kind of just completely completely changed it I think and it was just like oh yeah okay kind of it takes a bit of um it takes a bit of thinking you know what that's actually just not good you can do better or you know maybe we can just start from the beginning because <laughs> there's uh, we, we we have songs where there's certain parts and we're just like we need to keep that like that's great but there's i i get married to certain things and i need to i learn to to, to walk away from these uh 
horrible relationships I have with uh, <laughs> four chord songs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is really difficult if you write something and then you take a step back from it and kind of go, actually, that's not very good. It's kind of difficult to separate that and be like, it's not because we're not a very good band or we're not very good songwriters. It's just like that particular bit of a song is not very good. And just to kind of accept that and move on, try and get something better is kind of a difficult process. But it's very good to have like a whole family with you to be like, no, it's okay. We can... Like your meltdown the other day? I did have a bit of a meltdown. As meltdowns go in this band, I thought that was quite tame. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shots are being fired. Sticks are being fired. (laughs) Uh, I just sat down and put my head in my hands for like five seconds and then I was fine. (laughs) Meltdowns are important too. Yeah, I know they are, yeah. We we need moments, I guess. So you've got the tour coming up. You've got a single to come as well. Have you talked about an album? Is that in the works or are you still like... You don't need an album in 2019. Um, we're not. We're not give, giving you an album in 2019. You can be sure of that now. Um, where it's in, it's the forefront of our minds, and we're working towards it for show. But yeah. uh, the timeline, I guess, we're aiming for early next year. Yeah, 2020. 2020, baby. Queens, 2020. Vote for us. Number one. Uh, just the logistics of like recording and turning it around, and then like tour and festivals and stuff. It's just not realistic. Yeah. To if we if we were here. to give you an album in 2019, it wouldn't be very good. Or finished, <laughs> um, uh, but that is that is our like our our aim for this year, which it's going to be hard because we have actually packed a lot into this year as well. So it's a bit awkward, but um, like we are, our aim is like writing, recording, and making sure that the the songs that we do end up on the album are uh, we're happy with them and they sound lethal. We're technically making an album at the moment. We are. Yeah. 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 In bits and bobs, strips and drabs. We'll get there. And I listen to a lot of Marianne Hobbs on Six Music and I love her interview style and her talking style and everything. And one of the questions she always asks is like, are you happy? I don't really like that question, but I do want, I I did want to ask like, what's your favourite part of being in a band? What's your favourite part of Pillow Greens? I think like when I'm at my happiest and like enjoying the music for the music is in the practice space i mean touring and all of these incredible gigs are so much fun but it's just in the practice space writing new music is i'm at my happiest man that's a lovely answer and it's no but it's true of you it is no (laughs) no but i'm just thinking like i obviously love that and i enjoy that as well but like my favorite part of it is probably the logistics and like when we finish a tour and I'm like, ah, I can't believe we did all that. Like we got to all the venues on time and like we've crossed <laughs> off all the lists. I know, but it's such a good feeling to be like, oh my God, I can't believe like we booked that accommodation and like, oh, it was such a last minute thing and we were able to make it and then we got onto the bus on time. And, like, I have all the receipts here ready to go. And like we got onto this radio station. And, like I organized an interview for us in the UK next week for radio in the UK. And I'm like, sort of did that like I feel so good for like a week after doing that so yeah the music's good (laughs) cool on that note have a great tour guys thanks so much